Welcome to the Doctor Who, When, Where podcast. The podcast where we look back and relive every episode of the modern Doctor Who era and have a jolly good time doing it. I'm your host, Sage.com, and I'll have you know, I read that all off a fucking notes app um, because I wasn't confident that I'd be able to remember the damn words as I just wrote it. <laughs> so, um, by the, I can't, I lo- I'm looking at myself on the screen. I need to be looking here. Um, just so you know, uh, if you're listening to on Spotify or any other kind of audio podcast platform, there is a version of this that will be uploaded to YouTube with my glorious mug all over it. And uh, today, we're going to be starting with the classic, the, uh, the first episode of the 2005 revival, Rose. So, um, I have a little structure I have written down. I, I'm going to talk about what I remember from the episode, because as of recording this bit, I haven't yet rewatched it. So, from what I remember, um, and my little insights and whatever the hell... Um, I remember liking the episode. I remember thinking it was good. I thought some bits were a little too goofy, if I remember correctly. Like, Plastic Mickey was a little bit much for me. (laughs) And uh, I think the Autons, if if I'm remembering correctly, because I last rewatched this episode last year around. Sorry if my audio is a little bit echoey. I'm in a new... um, I'm in a new home, <laughs> so there's, once everything settled in, we're gonna have, you know, my Doctor Who posters behind me, it'll be a whole thing, a whole thing, I might even, you know, put up a Doctor Who carton, for all, for all we fucking know, um, also, yes, this podcast, uh, there, there, there will be some swearing every, every now and then, but, as I was saying, what I remember from the episode, I remember it being cheesy, I remember it being good i remember it being a good episode but another thing is that when i uh i had this uh person i lived with this roommate and i was i wanted to show her doctor who and i did for a little bit we got until season four and then she was like all right i'm good i don't need any more of this i'm like all right i personally loved it but you know you know (laughs) so um yeah what i wanted to do is i didn't want to show her because I don't get me wrong, I love the RTD era, and I love all that shit. I love all of the cheesy goodness of the first season. It's so good. But I thought for like a newcomer to the whole Doctor Who world, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to show her Rose as the first episode because like plastic Mickey. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other proper reason other than plastic Mickey, but. Um, yeah, so I'll get back to you after rewatching the episode. Oh, and a little quick side note, I showed her like Midnight and Blink and the 11th hour before I ended up showing her Rose. But yeah, I ended up showing her Rose after that. But you know what? Let's just jump right into it. I will be right back after I'm done watching this wonderful episode. See you in a minute. Or 40. Hello. I am back from watching uh, Series 1, Episode 1, Rose, and uh, yeah, let's just get into my synopsis. I will say that for this episode, I wrote like a whole synopsis and recap of everything that happened in the episode as I was watching the episode. I am not going to do that again, because basically what happens is that I lose focus, and I'm too busy writing down what just happened in the scene. I'm constantly pausing. 
and it isn't very it isn't very uh engaging because I constantly have to keep on pausing <laughs> and write and write whatever the fuck just happened. Anyway, anyway, I just repeated myself. Um let's get into this written synopsis that I'm never going to be doing again. I'm gonna find another synopsis on the internet next time. Uh <laughs> um I Gosh. We start the episode with that glorious RTD title sequence and the Murray Gold theme. It's so fucking good. It's so good. I love I love the like the the first like series 1, 2 and 3 like theme. That's so good. It's underrated. It, oh god. I used to, I think I think I might prefer this theme to the later like series 4 one honestly. Um, I don't know. I need to do some sort of ranking on my YouTube channel or something someday of the of the Doctor Who themes. That sounds like it'll be fun. Um, there's a glorious shot of planet Earth with a zoom in all the way to Rose's alarm clock. We see a little montage, montage of Rose's day and her work in a clothing store littered with mannequins. As she's trying to give us... Uh, holy shit, I need to read better. As she's trying to give some guy named Wilson his lottery money in the basement of the shop, Rose hears some strange noises. She investigates to find some seemingly harmless mannequins. The door dramatically slams shut with no sign of anyone there to shut it. While she's investigating a noise, one mannequin starts moving as if it was a person right in front of her very eyes. As every mannequin starts approaching Rose, she's almost hurt until the titular doctor arrives and tells her to run. That was terrible. My bad. That that sounded more like fucking Peter Capaldi. Run. Oh no! I need to stop doing voices. I'm I'm just gonna keep on embarrassing myself. Uh, <laughs> as he holds out his hand, the two run into the elevator as the doctor pulls off a uh, pull, pulls a hand off a mannequin and throws it towards Rose. I like that whole intro sequence, especially with uh, the introduction of the doctor. I feel like that was pretty solid. Of like her and like imminent danger, and he just kind of fucking pops in. Run! I need I need to stop doing that. That sounds nothing like him. As they zip zip about. <laughs> um. The two run into the elevator as the doctor. Oh, I read this part. Um. The two talk as Rose tries to make sense of what happened, and it's revealed that Wilson died. Uh, rest in peace, King. <laughs> he will never receive the lottery money after all. That's what I wrote verbatim uh, in my in my synopsis. See, I'm I, like in the synopsis itself. I'm clearly wasting time. I'm writing shit about Wilson and not actually summarizing the rest of what's happening. Or I could just omit that, and I would save myself a little bit more time. Instead, it took me too long to write this. <laughs> The doctor explains the situation to Rose uh, and how he's going to blow up the roof to stop the mannequins and shoes her away after a brief greeting. You know, I'm the doctor, by the way. Um, Run for your life. All that shit. (laughs) I love Christopher Eccleston in this episode. He's so good. And and the the whole rest of the series, he's so good. Um, Rose runs from the exploding shop, mannequin arm in hand. She runs past a blue police box after a little Doctor Who melody plays, which I don't think I caught the first time I watched the... Or, like, even, like, every time I've seen this, maybe I caught it the last time I watched it, 
But it wasn't until this time I was like, oh shit, they play a little like a play a little, a little jingle, whatever the fuck, when, they, when she walks past the TARDIS. Um, she arrives home to her worried boyfriend and mother. Her boyfriend, Mickey, tries to drag Rose to the bar so he can watch a sports match. Uh, Mickey takes the mannequin arm and throws it in the bin outside. Um, which I actually, I don't remember happening. I don't remember he threw the arm away. I do remember that she brought the arm home and then the doctor later found it. But I didn't remember that he threw the thing. So it was more of like a mystery. Like, how did the arm get back in the house? You know, I just revealed my script. <laughs> um, to the fucking camera. So audio listeners out there, you didn't see it. Uh, so everything, every the next few sentences are going to be a big surprise. Whoop de doo. <laughs> um, Rose wakes up to an unemployed life. She hears a noise in the in the cat flap on the front door, and bam, it's the doctor. Rose brings him into the house, and Jackie, Rose's mother, tries to make advances towards poor Docky to no avail. <laughs> Why the fuck did I write Docky down? But. That's what I wrote, so I'm reading that. Um, the doctor rummages through the belongings as Rose is distracted. The mannequin arm is back, and it leaps from behind the couch and starts choking the doctor. Great piece of, like, fucking, you know, Christopher Eccleston's goofy face as he's as he's doing the thing. I heard, because I heard, like, you know, through conventions and stuff like that of him talking about it. That was, like, part of his audition. Is that he had to perform that fucking mannequin arm scene. Maybe I shouldn't, like, do this motion. <laughs> Audio listeners, love you to death. Uh, I'm doing, like, a weird motion with two hands in front of me. Looking like I'm grabbing something cylindrical. Uh, <laughs> wait, maybe it isn't so bad. Because my arms are, like, in a big... So if this is, like, suggestive, suggestive then it's big. You know, I'm not even good. I'm not going to get further into that. And that's my bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it leaves from behind the couch and starts choking the doctor. Uh, as Rose is distracted and thinks he's joking. Uh, and I like the little detail that fucking Mickey pretended that it was choking him earlier on. That uh, funny. Because she says something about like, oh yeah, give give a man a mannequin arm. And he, and he starts playing around or whatever the fuck. Um, let's see. Um, where was I? The mannequin hand flies off his throat and onto Rose's face. He uses his good old sonic screwdriver to disarm the arm. He turns... hmm, Nope, that's not what that says. He runs off as Rose follows him outside, trying to understand the situation more. He proceeds to explain. The doctor then explains how he can feel the earth turning and urges Rose to forget about him and walks off a block away into his police box. So I never actually understood if he meant literally... Or, like, okay, because how I interpreted it for the past, because I watched this episode for the first time in, like, 2015, 2016. So, for the past, what, like, eight years, seven years, I thought he meant not literally. I thought he meant it, like, I can feel, like, the the gradual changes of the, you know, I don't really know what I meant <laughs> or what, what I thought he meant by that. But I didn't think he meant it literally. And now looking back, I'm like, I think he did mean it literally. I feel like 
going to all these planets that like function differently and move differently maybe he would be able to actually feel like the turn of the earth and all that shit so i think that's a little interesting little thing um if that is the case and it isn't some sort of like metaphorical thing like i thought it was for the past like eight years um but yeah let's let, let's continue um um, as Rose walks away, she hears the noise of the TARDIS dematerializing, only to run back and find nothing there. Rose searches for the doctor off the, on the internet. I find that funny. She's just fucking Googling shit. Uh, and she's like, um, Dr. Blue Box, Dr. Living Plastic. And she tries to find, like, information on this dude by the most generic shit. And she did. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Um... And finds a website dedicated to sightings of the doctor throughout time. She arrives at the site owner's, Clive's, home. And they greet each other. Um, he shows Rose his findings and what he's gathered and could make sense of so far. Um, showing the doctor was present at the JFK assassination. A picture of him with a family that was set to go on the Titanic a few days before the ship set sail. Um... He advised them to stay home, and they did. Furthermore, Clive shows a drawing of the Doctor from the 1800s. Clive explains how death and tragedy follow the Doctor everywhere he shows up and tells Rose that they're in danger. I think that whole scene is very cool. And I also like that, like, because it's something that, you know, I've thought about before. Like, how do, like, more people not know about this dude? Because, like he goes around like every point in time shit ton of different planets and like you you're you know that's why like i didn't have much of a problem with like later on in the show like stephen moffat where the doctor is kind of like this like not like godly figure but like this like well-known dude because honestly he would be at this point because by that point he's you know like or at least even in this point in the show he's like 900 something years old and he's been doing this shit so long so, like, reasonably, like, people would catch on, especially people from Earth, because this dude goes, like, stays on Earth all the time, you know? Like, he's constantly doing shit. So, I like the idea that there are people who are taking notice, but they're just seen as, like, kind of crazy. Uh, I think that's cool. Also, um, I like I like Clive as like this dude, this like conspiracy theorist who's like picking up all these scraps. And he even like said earlier on, he's like, it must be some kind of like, you know, passed down from father to son, you know, because I think he said that initially to Rose so she wouldn't think he's crazy. And then that brings us to this next point where he says that maybe it isn't a father son thing because they all looked identical in each photo and drawing. He says... Clive explains how... Oh, no, I read that part. <laughs> he believes the Doctor is an immortal being from another world. Rose leaves, believing he's crazy. Mickey sees a trash bin moving on its own while investigating... Um, oh, I completely lost where I was. <laughs> while investigating the sentient bin, his fingers get stuck to it and it proceeds to eat him, followed by a burp. Rose arrived. By the way, that whole fucking thing, so fucking goofy. His like fingers stretching off the bin and shit. That shit was so goofy. <laughs> um, Rose arrives back by the car to see a very plasticky looking Mickey sitting in the car. Rose thinks nothing of it as Plast Mickey and Rose go get pizza. 
While at the pizza place, Plasmicky keeps asking about the doctor. Plasmicky starts malfunctioning and stuttering. The doctor shows up in the restaurant, champagne in hand, and shoots a cork into Plasmicky's face. Let's talk about this real quick. So, earlier in the episode, I was talking about how Plastic Mickey was one of, like, the things in this episode that was, I think it was a bit much. Um, and I, that was, it might have incorporated one of the reasons why it wasn't the first episode I showed my roommate. And listen, upon rewatch of this episode, I'm just going to spoil my thoughts of the whole episode real quick. I think it's a pretty good episode. I like this episode a lot. It's, I think it sets the stage very well for this era. Or at least the the series. Um, however, Plastic Mickey is still goofy to me, and I, I I think in my head that this episode was a bit worse for that. But upon rewatch, Plastic Mickey is fine. It doesn't really bother me, <laughs> and like as nearly as much as I thought it did. Um, it's just a bit goofy, and it's a bit weird. And you have to, like, suspend your disbelief that Rose doesn't really, like, think that anything's wrong, really. Like, she she's suspecting that he's acting weird, but, like, visually he looks all fucked up. So, like, I just think that that's, like, canonically weird because Rose isn't dumb. I just think the tone of the show at the time was doing something a bit different. It wasn't as grounded because if, if this episode aired, like, you know, like, last year or something and, like, like Yaz saw, like, a plastic dude that looked very fake... She would be like, that's a fucking plastic dude. What the fuck? But just because this is like a very, like a much more cheesy tone starting off, I guess it could get away with plastic Mickey or plast or what did I, what did I put in my fucking notes? Plast Mickey. Yeah. So that, that that's my thoughts on plastic Mickey. <laughs> You're welcome. I know everyone was dying to hear that. Um... Yeah, the doctor shows up in the restaurant, champagne in hand, and shoots a cork in a plastic Mickey's face. They brawl it out, and Mickey decapitates, er, and the doctor decapitates Plast Mickey. Plast Mickey's body goes bananas. Like, I didn't really specify what that meant in the synopsis. His hand was like fucking uh, Mr. Fantastic into like big ass, like, I don't know what to call them, like big ass pizza not pizza uh, wait let me let me finish that sentence let me finish that thought i forgot what they're called but you know those things that you put in the pizza oven i keep on looking at myself on the thing my bad you know those things that you put in the pizza oven to or the things that you use to put the pizza in the pizza oven it looked like one of those on both of his hands he like mr fantastic his hands into those and he was like fucking going ham he was going bananas in the fucking pizza place destroying everything headless because <laughs> the doctor took his fucking head off <laughs> and took it with him <laughs> um let's read this next bit um the doctor and rose run out rose panics and the doctor calmly enters his tardis rose follows behind to discover it's bigger on the inside holy moly holy mackerel ninth doctor's theme plays that shit was cool it's our first moment like that in this in this revival Did pretty well i like how she runs out and then just kind of fucking loops around loops around it and it's like what the fuck there's nothing behind here um that shit was cool um and it's pretty well done for the first time and i don't think she says it's bigger on the inside i think she says something else um but she says something like that um she might i don't remember what she said um 
Anyway, and then I said glorious. <laughs> That's my next note. Rose cries, believing that Mickey died. I like that a lot. Not that she was upset, but yes, that she was upset. Because it shows that, like, even though she just, like, got this, like, earth-shattering, like, mind-bending, physics-bending thing just shown to her, the TARDIS, she's, like, worried and, like, genuinely, like, okay, my brain isn't focused on that right now. The focus, the focus is that my boyfriend might be fucking dead. My boyfriend just got fucking decapitated. Um, I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, the plastmicky head melts on the TARDIS console while trying to triang while the TARDIS was trying to tri- triangulate the signal that was controlling it, sending them to a place nearby the signal outside the London Eye. Rose and the Doctor argue about how he passingly forgot about how Mickey might be dead. I like that a lot too. I like that clashing of like the Doctor and the companion, like morally on different levels. I think that's cool. Um, the doctor shows Rose a vial of what he's going to use against the nesting consciousness that's controlling the Autons. Anti-plastic. Great name. Great job, guys. <laughs> the doctor struggles to find the transmitter that's being used by the nesting. It's shaped like a massive round wheel. The London Eye. I thought that moment was cool where he was like, it's fucking, it could be anywhere. It's probably invisible. And then the fucking thing's right behind him. And then Rose is just like, um, it's right behind you, isn't it? <laughs> and then the Docky Who's just like, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, God, I love this show, man. <laughs> oh, God. The two enter... The two enter an entrance leading beneath the London Eye, where they find a massive vat of molten plastic, the nesting consciousness in its full glory. The Doctor tries to reason with the nesting consciousness and gives it a choice to run away. Mickey is found alive! Thank God, guys, Mickey's not dead. Mickey, even though he's kind of shitty in this episode, Mickey. Uh, (laughs) And plastic half the time. Um... The Autons hold the Doctor back and begin the invasion. We hear our first glimpses about the Time War and how the Nesting lost their world. It's cool. It's setting it's setting the tone and setting some background information that we're going to learn more about in the future. Uh, about, you know, how the Doctor was involved in some kind of war and how we couldn't save the Nesting's world and their people or whatever. That was sick. Good job. I like I like planting those little seeds. Those little seeds before it's like fully revealed what happened. That's cool. Um 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 where am I? <laughs> all of the shop window <clears throat> all of the shop window dummies come alive in a shopping mall. Poor Clive is shot dead by an Auton's literal handgun. Um poor Clive, man. He was just chilling with his family. Clive shot dead at the shopping mall. I don't remember. I don't know. What it was, I don't remember what it was called. Clive shot dead at forty-three. I don't know how old he was. Um, poor Clive. 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 <laughs> My beloved Clive. Oh, <laughs> uh, Clive. I heard. I I heard in the in the great beyond of Doctor Who YouTube that he's an extended media and like different like alternate universe shit with Clive and like a rose, um, a rose big finish thing, audio drama. 
So I guess Clive's awesome. I guess Clive's fucking awesome <laughs> and lives on. <laughs> and that there's like different versions of Clive from. I'm getting off topic off of this episode. I just thought that was interesting that Clive lives on in extended media. Um, where am I? Jackie Tyler is caught in the middle of the mall chaos. Chaos litters. I used chaos twice in a row. I'm such a bad writer, guys. Chaos litters the street as hundreds of mannequins terrorize the city streets. Rose swings off of a chain, literally off the chain, <laughs> and saves the doctor. And the anti-plastic falls into the nesting consciousness. The nesting explodes and the invasion is over. All of the mannequins drop dead. Um, Rose hangs up on her panicking mother. What a dick. That was a dick move. I forgot, like, her mom's just like, oh, Rose, are you okay? Rose, don't go outside. It's dangerous. And then she goes, ha-ha. And she fucking hangs up on her. <laughs> what the fuck? Rose Tyler, what a dick. <laughs> her mother's panicking. Like, what the fuck is happening? And then Rose is like, fucking decline. I'm fucking exit call. <laughs> what a dick, man. I'm so real when I wrote that. What a dick. The doctor offers Rose to join him in his adventures in space, and he makes sure to not invite Mickey. Poor Mickey. Boomp. <laughs> she declines. The TARDIS dematerializes and rematerializes, and and he iterates that it's also a time machine. Uh, she immediately accepts and leaves Mickey behind. The end. That's the episode, guys. Isn't that wasn't that crazy? Wasn't that awesome? I'm gonna okay. I think because I wrote down a basic like structure and how I want these to be laid out. Uh, I think right now I'm gonna talk about what I liked. I talked about most of the stuff that I liked so far, but I think my general thoughts about this episode. I think it's a pretty damn good starting episode. Other than Plast Mickey, I I keep on like fucking dogging on. My camera's out of focus. I keep on, like, bullying Plast Mickey. But honestly, it's okay. It's goofy as shit. The fucking pizza. The, whatever the fuck he was doing. The, the darling honey, sweetie. Like, whatever the fuck was up with, with Mickey. Um, but uh, other than that, pretty good episode. And I could have shown it to the fucking roommate when I did the thing uh, for the first episode. And I think I would have been fine. She, she, she didn't like the show anyway, but... <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, pretty good episode. What I didn't like, there's nothing I really didn't like from this one. Um, of course, Plast Mickey. Come on, guys, it's Plast Mickey. What do you, what do you, what do you gonna fucking do? What do you got? It's a bit plastic Mickey. What the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's most of my thoughts about this episode. Uh. I'm excited to delve into a lot more of of the episodes. Next time, I'm not going to write a whole synopsis thing, and I'm just going to get it from somewhere else. And so I can focus more on writing specific notes on, while watching the episode. So I remember specific thoughts I have while watching instead of caught up in writing what's happening. Um, did you guys hear that ASMR shit? That's crazy. Um... But yeah, we're going to delve into that next week. Probably, probably next. 
If this episode comes out on Friday, specifically the 14th of October, I suspect that it's going to be out if everything goes to plan. Then the following Friday, which should be, let me check the calendar real quick, as I do not want to be incorrect. God forbid. Um, The 20th, I'll be talking about Series 1, Episode 2, The End of the World. So if you want to give that a watch before before that episode before that uh this pod the next podcast episode comes out then maybe give it a watch and then we can go over it and we can talk about it and on my spotify there should be like a few like q a things you can send in some questions or something it should should be set up when this comes out on spotify and uh yeah i'm gonna read my little outro thing i wrote down Uh, this is this is gonna get a lot easier with time uh, when more when more podcast episodes come out, I get and I get more used to to reading the outros and intros. Sunday it'll be it'll be in my noggin, it'll be right in my noggin, and it'll it'll be perfect. So I'm gonna not be looking at the or I can set it up next to the camera and just <laughs> look off to the side uh, and read my outro. Uh, thanks for joining me on this episode. Of, <laughs> it feels so unnatural to not look at the camera while the things are next to it. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Doctor Who When Where podcast. You can find the full video podcast on YouTube and the normal audio versions on most podcast platforms. I'm working on that, uh, so hopefully it'll be out on most things when this releases. Um, uh, you can find my socials on Instagram and Twitter, sage underscore d-o-t underscore com, uh, c-o-m, <laughs> on YouTube, sage dot com i'm specifying dot because it's spelt out dot and i don't want you to look up sage period com uh, <laughs> and you can occasionally find me on twitch sage dot com s l a s h so it's sage.com slash on twitch spelt out um because sage.com was taken of course it was because on twitch every fucking name is taken um and I set up a Ko-Fi coffee, Kofi. I'm going to call it Kofi. So feel free to donate if you can, as I am a small channel and any amount helps support me and my content. With all that said, see you next week. Huh? See you next week in the TARDIS. Bye.